This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Welcome to Warrior Watch. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning, September the 7th, and we're so excited about our program today. Thank you for tuning in to BPN Radio. We honor BPN Radio. We honor Dale Gentry, an amazing man of God, and what he's doing across America, raising up prayer warriors and prayer groups and prayer leaders and pastors to lead prayer movements. We just we pray that you will get involved with this ministry. We believe this is a God-ordained ministry. I'm so excited today about my guest, um, Jack Mooring, a man of God, uh, Pastor Jack, Evangelist Jack, Prophet Jack, but more than that, an amazing Christian by the name of Jack Mooring. He is my nephew. Um, I've known him his whole life. I rocked him when he was a baby. But he has grown into an amazing man of God. And we had him this Sunday at Celebration of Life Church this, uh, this, this last Sunday. And it was phenomenal. And he preached on, I will always need Jesus. It was such an awesome time. Um, I always love to listen to him preach and teach. There's an amazing anointing and a prophetic gift on his life. But he, teach, he taught such a simple concept but had so many profound things to say. So I asked him on the program to come on today and talk about the subject, I will always need Jesus. Welcome, Jack. Hey, I'm so, so glad to be here. Good to be back. We're glad to have you back. Can you just uh, just dive right in and talk to us about this concept, I will always need Jesus? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's amazing that we even need to be reminded of this, but that, that, yes. we're, that we're, we're not good. <laughs> you know, and I think we're aware of it. You know, we, we wake up in the, you know, in the morning and we're just, you know, uh, or, or in the middle of the day, just kind of get discouraged because we, you know, ha- haven't done things perfectly. And we're aware of our, of our weaknesses, you know, but, but somehow we convince ourselves that we can do it without Jesus, you know, especially us who've been saved for, for quite some time. There's this danger because we know a lot of spiritual information, right. because we know the Word. Um, it, we, we can trick ourselves into thinking we're relying on God, but we're actually not. We're just trudging through life and just trying to do, trying to live for God on our own and our own power. Yeah, which is impossible. It's impossible, you know, and, and, and it, it, I just, I was on the plane the other day, just kind of preparing for, for Sunday, and just praying, and I just, I felt the Lord just say, Jack, you, you need me. You will always need me. And I, I just, you know, me, big spiritual kid who grew up in church my whole life, was like, "Yeah, Lord, you know, I know that." But then, it, it, it the reality of it hit me, going, "Wow, there will never be a day where I won't desperately need Jesus. Never, like, like on my deathbed, no matter what I do for God, accomplish for God, no, no, no matter how much of the fruit of the Spirit is in my life, even in my dying breath, I will need Jesus." And um, I need Jesus now, and I, I'll, I'll need Him. I'll certainly need Him when I stand before the throne of God. You know. Yeah, we're really we when we when we grasp that concept, 
And it's, I think it's a concept. You know, I started serving God when I was 16 years old, and you think that you don't ever have to be reminded of that. But I find myself, you, you can know a lot of things about God. Yes. You can understand theology. You can understand all the different concepts of breakthrough and revival yep. and fruits of the Spirit. Yep. But if we don't grasp the importance of that relationship and that daily dependence on Him, that's when we get messed up. A- a- absolutely. You know, because we start, you know, um, we start doing it in our own effort. And we, we, we were... We literally were not designed to exist apart from a relationship with God. We, 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 we start to break down. Our lives start to break down. Our minds start to break down. Yeah. You know, um, Jesus said, John 15, he said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Apart from me, you cannot do anything. You have to abide in the vine. And, and it's, so, it's so important to remind ourselves of that on, on a continual basis. And, you know, that, that, that's, that's not to say, you know, well, I'm always going to be um, you know, uh, bound by a certain thing, or I'm always going to be dealing with a certain issue. No, we're called to grow. We're called to progress. God wants us to grow, to change, to become more like Jesus. But even as we become better, even as as we're transformed, we still need Him. And 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 a lot of times we can have a breakthrough in our life. You know, and you know we, we look back and you know we're we're a different person than we were ten years ago. Sure. And we're encouraged by that, and God loves that, and we should celebrate that. But sometimes we can we we can think oh well you know I've made it well, well no we, we we never made it well the know? simple things we did to get the breakthroughs yes. and to get the knowledge to get the advancement the simple things we do is the simple things we do to keep the breakthrough and to go yes. to the next level well and, and, and that's and, what I think I sometimes forget yeah oh and there's no good thing in your life that didn't come from God yes um and and everything uh, comes from His grace and so so just that 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 idea that. Every day when I wake up in the morning, I am entirely dependent on on Him, and that should actually cause us to rest, you know, because it's like we we we're so hard on ourselves. And God, I, I, Graham Cook, who's just an amazing man of God, he he said, he said, you know, you you uh, you're just not clever enough to surprise God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're not. We can't do anything that surprises him about us. He knows how wicked we are. He knows how how desperately evil we are apart from him. He knows how much we need him. And so sometimes we think we can surprise God, and, and God's just saying, "Listen, I, I accept you. I love you. Yeah. The only way you can change is if you would just rest in me and 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 come to me." And and so I I, I just think it's important for the church to come back to these simple things be, because uh, if we don't. Aunt Callie, we, we could be winning millions of souls. We could have successful ministries and, and still not rely on Jesus personally in our walk. And that, that's kind of scary, you know, because it's like that, that's, that's really where our heart can go astray, you know. And, and um, so, so uh, I, I, I shared, yeah, on Sunday that, you know, our, our little kids, um, we read, read, read them the little book, the, the, the little engine that, that could, you know. And I, it kind of dawned on me the other day, like that that book's kind of not biblical, you know. Like <laughs> it's it's more it's more American and Western than it is even even biblical, right? And uh, and it's it's that idea of if I try hard enough, I'll make it up the hill. Well, sure, you'll make it up some hill, but you know, I, I, of course, it doesn't mean put, it's the right hill. It doesn't mean it's the right hill, <laughs> and it doesn't mean you'll be happy when you get to the top. That's exactly right. Um, uh, sure, human effort will, will will get something, but but it, it won't. It will never get us. Uh, give us what we're designed to need, and that—that's God. And so, 
you know, the idea of Christianity is that Jesus, Jesus came down the hill and he, pu- he pushes us up, you know, and so we're actually the little engines that can't uh, um, apart from Jesus. Right. And, and so he's the one that makes us yes. be able to go up the mountain. <laughs> yes, it's exactly right. And so just remembering that and, and it puts less pressure on us and more pressure on him. He's a big, God's a big boy. He can handle it. You know, uh, he, he can handle the pressure, put the pressure on him, you know, and, and, and a, a, as you walk with him. And so, um, so yeah, it, it's, it's kind of these simple things that, that the Lord, you know, brings us back to. And, you know, uh, I had an experience not too long ago, Jack. This was a, quite an amazing experience for me. It, it revolutionized my thinking. I was in a place that I wasn't, it wasn't a good place. And I had not been in a good place for a few days. And I wasn't thinking about God. I was thinking about other things. You know how we get. We think yeah, about other things. Absolutely. And I heard the Lord. I felt the Lord come to me. I felt his presence. And I said, what are you doing? I literally said, what are you doing? I'm, you know I'm not in a good place. <laughs> and sometimes when we're not in a good place, we actually don't want the Lord to show up. Because we're afraid he's going to expose us or really convict us, and, and especially if you're sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And he said, he said to me, just really simply, I came to love you. Wow. I said, so you didn't come to tell me I'm wrong? Yeah. No, I came to, I came to love you. Yeah. In that minute, my attitude changed. Wow. My, my, um, I knew my mindset was wrong. Yeah. And he, you wanted he, to didn't do have, with... he didn't have to tell me it was wrong. That's right. I knew it was wrong. Yeah. He came to show me his love. Yes. And, I, and immediately in that wrong mindset, all I did was accept his love right then. Yeah. Because it's his love and the realization of his love and the realization that we can do nothing. We don't have the strength to live right. We, we, we can't. We don't have the strength in our own strength. We don't have the strength to make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. We all make fleshly decisions. But if we allow his love to come in and his rest and peace, then then we're infused with the strength to make the right decision. That's really, and that was, you know, you'd think after serving God as many years, and I knew that intellectually, But I don't know that I quite knew that experientially. Yes. And in that moment, I experienced his unconditional love just in that moment. And it, and it helped me to make a better decision in that moment. Yeah. Well, and, and sometimes we, 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 we look at God like he, when he came to you in that moment. And it's like we go, God, you're breaking the rules, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and God's like, No, I I make the rules, you know? I get to do what I want to do right. because I'm God and I love you, and and ultimately He knew that His love was the very thing that was gonna. That's the only thing that can change us. That's really it. it, it it's you know, um, and and so you know, I I I felt the Lord said to me a while back. He said, Jack, I I want to do, I I I want you to do things with me. Not things for me. Wow, that's that's amazing. Because you know, you know, doing things for him—that's the mindset of a servant. And you know, it's 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 not a bad mindset. It's better it's better than outright you know sinfulness. But doing things with him is a mindset of a friend and of a, of a son. You know, right. and and I, it's I, that, a mindset of a ruler and of an heir. Yes, of the promise of an heir of the kingdom. Yes. You know, a son does things with his father. 
Exactly. Exactly. And it's just natural, you know, and, and, and so just resting in that. And I I guess coming back to this thing of accepting yourself as you are, you know, I think we're scared of saying that because as Christians, because we go, wait, you know, if I, if I say, okay, God, you accept me as I am right now. We're scared to say that sometimes, or at least I am. Because it's it's kind of like we're saying, oh well, God God's accepting sin or God's accepting you My know weakness. the weaknesses in our life. You know, it's like, well, of course He is. He 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 knows He knows how weak you are. He knows your frame, and that's why He sent Jesus. And the only hope for you changing is 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 relationship with Him and Him for for Him to accept you. So you know, waking up in the morning and going, God, I'm on a journey. You accept me as I am right now. You know, not not when I memorize more scriptures, not when I win more people to Jesus, uh, but you accept me right now. And out of that it is, uh, we can really grow and begin to change. Well, you and, know, they used to. My daddy used to say, "Birds of a feather flock together." Yeah. And there's a concept there that, you know, the people you surround yourself, you begin to emulate and yes. act like, and they either influence you or you influence them. It's just, it's, it's That's just exactly the right. law. It's a, it's a law. It's a principle. Well, it works with Jesus. So true. <laughs> we spend time in relationship with him and the power and the knowledge and the wisdom and the almighty God is brushing up against me, yes. is infiltrating my mindset. And so all of a sudden my depravity begins to dissipate yeah. and his wisdom and his power and his anointing begins to grow in my life. And there is a great exchange because I'm just having a relationship with someone that's so much greater and powerful that can change me. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, I, I, I like to say, you know, f- fall on Jesus and you'll become like Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. You know, and, and it, when our, when we're desperate for him, we run, we're constantly running to him saying, God, I need you. I need you. I need you. It's like we're rubbing shoulders with him right. and we become more like him. It's just, it's natural. You, you, you start to talk differently. You start to think differently. You start to live differently. And, and it's like, you know, we all want the fruit of the Spirit in our life, but it's like, you know, fruit takes time to grow. You know, you don't, you don't just walk out one day and just see fruit pop up on a tree. No. It grows gradually. And, you know, in this culture, we're so impatient. You know, we want everything now. You know, I want my Uber car five minutes. You know, I want, you know, on-demand video, uh, Netflix. We're an impatient generation. Right. And, and God's saying... The, the process of my fruit growing in your life is going to be your whole life, yeah. you know? And you are going to see progress. There's going to be markers. There's going to be breakthroughs. But you will always be growing. Yeah, and you'll always be changing and evolving. Yes. And, the, and the key to that, to me getting more like Jesus, is just spending more time with Him. Yes. I mean, I can do it, I can do it in fast style yeah. by just really saturating myself with the Lord and allowing that relationship to grow and not worry so much about the fruit, just to be with the giver of the fruit. Yes. <laughs> the fruit will come as a byproduct of a relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I love to be around new Christians. Yes. Because many times they can teach us something. Absolutely. Because of that passionate hunger they have for Jesus. They may not know all the scriptures. They may not understand that how their words affect their life. And they may not know all the the liturgy and the dialogue that yeah. we as Christians know, but they've they they've they've plugged into a power. And many times when people first get saved, they are just so hungry for that relationship. Yeah. And that relationship drives just breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. 
And we, we sometimes forget that that relationship will drive breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough yeah. and bring us to the place of, of that abundant living. Yeah. Well, we, we, it, you know, you know we, we, what happens is if you've been saved for a while, you, the temptation is to put your hands back on the steering wheel of yeah. your life. Because yeah. you know all the things now. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're first born again, it's like you don't know very much. So it's like there's this desperation right. to fall on God and right. to fall on Jesus. And um, the temptation is to take over. So so yeah, resting in him is, is so is so so important, no matter how long you've been saved. Yeah. And I, I'm excited about that concept because I hate you know, I we got my your mom and I got saved and your dad got saved in a an amazing church. It was a classic Pentecostal church. And I, I, I don't take any, I mean, there were so many wonderful things that God gave me during that season of my life. And we still believe, you know, in the filling of the Holy Ghost. But yeah. one thing that we picked up that it took us years to shake was a striving mentality. Yes. Where a works-based, like I get more from God the more I do for Him, yeah. you know my long hair or my long skirt. Now, of course, we don't embrace all that now, but you can still have a striving mentality. Oh, if oh, yeah. I, you know, if I don't, if I read my Bible every day, if I pray every day, if I show up to church on Wednesday and Sunday, if I, you know, if I, if I never say a bad word, if I yeah. never look at anything I shouldn't, and which all those things are good and we should want to, we should want to, be sanctified in every area of our life, but it's not a checkoff list. It's not a striving. That's the difference between religion and relationship. Yeah, absolutely. That's the difference between a religion. A religion is, is there's things to check off. There's, there's a striving. There's, you know, I'm climbing up the the hill on my knees and there's glass cutting my knees because I'm not worthy. And when I get to the top of the hill and you say, Pastor Kelly, that's so extreme, but we have pockets of that. Even in the Church of Jesus Christ, we have pockets and, ment- and mentalities like that that we've got to break off. Well, that lifestyle is just as offensive to God as outright uh, sinful living, because what you're saying is Jesus's work on the cross was not was not a, was not enough. I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to add to it. How offensive is that to God? You know, and and so you know, there's there's two different ways of saving yourself. There's the worldly way. Go and live how you want, you know, act how you want. We know that kills you. But then there's the religious way, you know, uh, uh, trying to do things for God. And, and you know, it, it, it's, it is interesting because people hear this, even what we're talking about right now, they've heard it a lot. Oh, you know, you don't need a religion, you need a relationship. Oh, I know that. But then they go off and they live these incredibly legalistic religious lifestyles that, that, that separate them from God. All the while, they're, they're, they're using the lingo of relationships. And so it's important to really kind of look at ourselves and go like, okay, I might know all the new grace lingo that's been flowing around for the past 15 years, <laughs> but am I really, am I really living it? Am I really relying on the grace of God, or am I just trying to perform? And you'll be miserable if you're trying to perform for Him all the time. Yes. And, and, uh, well, and you'll burn out. You'll burn out, yeah. And you'll get mad at God. Yeah. When he didn't have a thing to do with it. Yeah. He didn't really have a thing to do with it. It's still a choice. Well, and, and it, it's us trying to control God. Right. Be, be, because, because, you know, a lot of, sometimes in relationships, we'll do things for people in order to manipulate and control them, and we'll cash in on it a few years later. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember when I did that for you? Mm-hmm. Remember when I did this? We do, we're, that's what we do with God. Well, let me build up this bank account of good things so that I can cash in on it, you know, when, when I'm sick, or I can cash in on it when I lose my job. And then we get to that moment, and 
God doesn't get us the new job or the healing doesn't come for some reason. And we're mad at God. Yeah. Yeah. Because our performance record didn't buy it for us. And that's not the gospel. It, you know, Jesus' performance record is, is what gets yeah. us into the kingdom. That's what righteousness is. It was his performance that got us in it, and yes. it's his performance that keeps us, keeps in, us it. in it. And it, it's always what he did, yes. and it's never what we did. And what we do, we have to do because he, out of a love relationship. Yeah. We have to do with nothing. Look, we're going to get good things. The Bible says you Absolutely. reap what you sow. So. Yeah. When I do good things, it's the law of the harvest. You do good things, you reap good things. Yes. But we don't do them just to reap good things. Mm-hmm. We do them out of a love relationship. It's like the it's like the a man and a woman. You know, I, I said this the other day. I said when a man marries a woman, it's not that he never notices another pretty girl again. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not sinful if he thinks, oh, that's a pretty girl. Yeah. But he makes a choice. His love for his wife causes him to never, ever want to break that bond. And when it comes to the intimacy of his life, it's only for one woman. Yes. And that's what happens when we fall in love with Jesus. It's not that the enemy doesn't pray things around. It's not that things are even good things that catch our attention. Mm -hmm. But the things that we do for the Lord, we do, we have a covenant that we don't want to break. Yes. Because we love him. Yes. And it's motivated out of love. Uh, I I really believe when we get the love message, yeah. when we truly get the embodiment of what Jesus did, the love that he he shed for us on yes. Calvary, the, the blood he shed, which was love. Yes. He, he shed love. Yeah. When he when we get that and we experience that, and then we allow that to drench our life, then it's so much easier to live for God. Yeah. And, and that, that's that's actually how we should really start our day, uh, is is and that's how, that's how I try to start my day is meditating on the love of God, how much God loves me. That's awesome. And 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 how how great He is. You know, if you if you can do those two things in the morning, it's very practical. If you think about how big God is, uh-huh. how how mind blowingly powerful and awesome He is, and then how much He loves you, it's like anything's possible. You know, it, it, it really, if, if God loved us and he wasn't all powerful, well, that's not, that's not, not very that good. big of a deal. You know, <laughs> but if he loves us and he's powerful enough to back it up, that's like, amazing. whoa. And so, so I'm just meditating on that. And it takes, but see, that's the, that's the deal. It takes years to, there, there's, there's, there's that kind of impervious nature to our heart sometimes. It's like, it takes time for it to really seep in and, you know, and, and kind of, for, for that love to soak in our hearts. And so that's why it's so important to spend, just spend time with him, you know? Don't spend time yapping, just spend time with him, you know, and, and, and let it just, let, let that love soak into your heart. And it's a journey, you know? You don't just wake up and know it all, you know? Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's like I told someone the other day, I said, you know, when Cindy, my sister calls, which is your mama, she doesn't have to say, hey, Callie, this is Cindy. Exactly. She doesn't have to introduce herself. She doesn't, all she says is, hey, and then when she says, hey, I know it's Cindy, and we start talking because I know her. I can tell if she's aggravated yep. with the hey. I can tell if there's something bothering her with the hey. I can tell if she's in a happy mood with the hello. Yep. It, she doesn't have to say three or four. I literally know her so well. Yep. She says one word, and I know exactly pretty much what's going on with her. Totally. I may not know the cir- circumstances, but I know her. That's the way Jesus wants us to be with Him. Well, and, and also think, think, think just really quick about, about your relationship with my mom. 
Does she have when she calls you? Does she have to perform for you? No, no, of course I, not. And you guys are sisters. I mean, that's a, that's a great relationship. You love one another. How much more? You know, we come to God and we're like, we try to get it all set up right. And wh- why don't we just pick up the phone, and God, and be like, hey. Yeah. You know, we can just be real with God. Yeah. He knows. I, I, literally, in the last few few months of my life, it has literally been like, like God, I am not in, I'm not in a good place today. Or God, I don't understand this. This bothers me that this is going on. You know, yes. or God, I'm happy about this. You know, he really wants us to be real. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I'm so excited about this subject because this is actually something I have been walking through, this yeah. simple revelation of that I need Jesus every day. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to play a song here for you that you're all going to love called Champion. Jesus is our champion. He is the one that fights for us. And we'll be right back with, with Jack.
Jack, I'm so excited about having you on the program today. I wanted to, before we go in back into this subject, I will always need Jesus. I wanted to, you to tell them where to find your your blog and your podcast and different things that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You can go to jackmooring.com, um, J-A-C-K-M-O-O-R-I-N-G.com. And I try to blog pretty regularly and, and just share my thoughts and and that, that's that's the main way to, to get a hold of me. I'll, also, I, I'm on all the socials, um, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and it's just Jack Mooring. On yeah, all if of any those. of you pastors are out um, are listening to us today, and you need a young man with a powerful walk with God, a prophetic anointing, and really lives what he preaches, this man is the man. And so, I just want to encourage you. He's an amazing man of God, and every time he comes and preaches, he'll be back with us. Um, September the 19th, I'm sorry, September the 18th on a Sunday morning here in Baytown, Texas. He's also going to be out at the uh, One Church Conference in Portland, and I think that is October. I'm not sure exactly. It's sometime in October. Um, I'll try to get back at the end of the program and give you that exact date. He'll be there preaching as well, but he's an amazing man of God and um, has a real revelation uh, on anytime I hear Jack preach, I always love to hear him preach because he brings a different viewpoint. So let's go back to this topic, uh, Jack, about I will always need Jesus. And we were talking about rest and we were talking about, you know, needing, not striving and yeah. really resting in the what in the finished work of the cross. Yeah. Well, and, and it's this idea of the fact that sometimes as Christians, you know, we live in a way uh, where we're trying to save ourselves. And and we can't save ourselves. <laughs> Only Jesus. Can, we're, you you were too bad. You know, <laughs> we're just too wicked. I, yeah. I and God's too holy. And and we need Jesus. And so, um, you know, we, we we try so hard to save ourselves, and you know, um, to live according to some sort of structure. You know, the 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 law, the law was meant to be a mirror, not not a savior. Right. And and the law reveals how much we need a savior. And um, and so so just just that idea too that we there will never be a day we don't need him. I was actually thinking about you know um, so my, my my grandmother for those of you who don't know uh, my aunt Callie's mom. Um, um, I don't know if you shared any your testimony or not no, uh, I on this. That's fine. Go you, for you should do an episode on it at yeah, some point. Um, but uh, was was an alcoholic and and I grew up actually going with my grandma to AA to AA meetings, and um, you know I, I you know. It's a wonderful organization that's helped. They've helped sure. literally millions of people. Sure. And um, there was always something that bothered me, though. Um, apart from the the cigarette smoke uh, at the uh, <laughs> and uh, but but uh, there's always something that bothered me. Even as a kid, they you know they would be sober for ten years, twenty years, right. and they would still call themselves alcoholics. Right. Right. Hi, my name's Suzanne, and I'm an alcoholic. And they right. all say, "Hi, Suzanne." You know. Right. So so funny. I've been in hundreds of them. Yeah, and and that bothered me even as a Christian kid because I was like, no, she's not an alcoholic anymore. She's been sober. And and by the way, we understand that confession is important. And I believe if you've been set free from that, you're not an alcoholic. You're not an alcoholic anymore. But but I I, now I kind of understand why Alcoholics Anonymous did that. They they had there's a reason they did it. And and that that that's that you know. Even someone who had been sober for twenty years, they never wanted them them to forget that they still needed help. They still needed community. There there would never be a day where that person did not need people around them and support around them. That's beautiful. And we're like that as believers. Yes. You know, sometimes we, we can gain a lot of ground in our walk, 
and then convince ourselves that we don't need community anymore. We, we don't need Jesus. You know, we would never verbalize that, but we begin to live in a way we lose our desperation for God. There will never be a day where you don't need him, where you won't be in desperate need for his help, for his grace. And so, and to live with that heart, you know, just to wake up in the morning and say, you know, hi, my name is Jack Moore. And you not only <laughs> need Jesus, you need the body of Christ. Yes. You, you, it, 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 well, it's exactly that. It's the body of Christ. Christ. It's it's yes. community, and you need a church, and you need a pastor. And I know, I mean, you know, I've been hurt by the church. There's been a lot of people hurt by the church, but the church is still the greatest institution on the planet. Well, it, it, it is. And it, you see, YouTube is a really great place to hear sermons. It's a really bad place to go to church. That's exactly right. And, and because it can't be that for you. Um, you there's no replacement for real human relationships, someone to look you in the eye and can tell that you're acting a little weird and, hey, you, you seem a little down today. There's no replacement for that. No. You no. know, uh, Facebook can't do that. No. Instagram can't do that. Um, you, you, you look at these kids who commit suicide, um, for example. You go to their Instagram accounts and it's like, you know, they look happy. You know what I mean? Uh, because we know how to project things online. And there's... You know, when, when, when you're in a spiritual community, uh, you know, people, people you trust, they can kind of see through that stuff well, sometimes. Well, yeah, they're we need your it. family. Yes. And they can call you out, and they can help you, and they yeah. can love you. And it, sometimes it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yes. <laughs> sometimes we don't want to be called out. Sometimes we don't want to be exposed. Sometimes we don't want to be helped, but we need it. It's, the, yeah. it's like you said, that's what causes AA to work. Yes, uh, there's several principles, but one of the main principles is the community yes. and the support. And you need it. You need a pastor. You need teachers. You need the fivefold ministry. You need brothers and sisters. You will learn how to serve God. Yeah. Through the blessing and the conflict of church. At, at, absolutely. In in in, in ser- serving other people, you That's know exactly that, right. that actually know in an AA that that if you follow all eleven steps but you don't follow the twelfth step, that you won't be successful. Because wow. the twelfth step is to find another alcoholic and help them. That's beautiful. It's it's Jesus's. It's way. Jesus. It's it's the gospel. It's right. like go serve somebody. And, and and so and so that that that's that, that that's how we're called to live. And 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 um and so you know needing other people, being vulnerable to other people, and and. And in the fact that once again, this is a journey. You know, I, I think we really suffer from this complex as Christians that, you know, I'm going to reach, you know, ten years from now, I'm going to reach some point of perfection. You know, where, you know, I, um, even physically, you know, I'll look better. You know, I will, you know, I, I'll, I'll master that self help course, and I'll just be this really, really effective, awesome person. Well, no. When when have you ever? I mean, we deceive ourselves. We you know we always let ourselves down. You know, and the only one who doesn't let us let us down is is God. And 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 so falling on Him, trusting in Him, and the only way we can become better is relying on Him and and and, and resting in that journey. You know that that it is going to be a process. We got a know? hold of a book uh, last year, and I, I actually am just thinking while you're talking, I'm going to pick that book up and reread it again. It's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yeah, amazing book. It's an amazing book, but, but the concepts in it basically are uh, the man took um, concepts of rest yes. and dependence, and he incorporated it where he would literally have Sabbaths every day where you just yes. stop for a few minutes and realign your heart 
yep. meditate on the Lord and redepend. You know, just kind of do an adjustment. It's like a, it's yeah. like, it's like taking the car in and adjusting the spark plugs or putting in the oil. We need spiritual adjustment. We, we need to continually realign ourselves with the gospel. Yes, because we we are we, we always tend to go to the route of of striving, and we always have to come back to Lord Jesus. Your the cross is sufficient. Your you, what you accomplish for me is enough. You know, and 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 I will say this: there are some personalities that this concept is easier for than others. Yeah, absolutely, uh, uh, yes. And you know, um, your dad is one of the most patient, godly men I know. Yep. But he's a very easygoing personality. Mm-hmm. Personalities like me and your mom and like you and Leland and, you know, some of my children uh, where, we're, where we feel like we've got to accomplish driven. something and you're more driven and you're more anxious by nature. It's, yep. a, it's a metabolic part of your nature. We have to really work at that thing called letting go of striving and resting. Yes. Yeah. And so instead of beating yourself up, you can't always help how you're genetically yeah. engineered. And once again, it's a process. It's a journey. Yes. And when you recognize yourself doing it, just just go, okay, Lord, help me. You yes. know. And, yes. and 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 we'll grow. And and you know, in Sabbath too, rest isn't isn't an absence of work. No. You know, it, it's a mindset. It, it's it, it yeah, it's a place to live from. It's peace. Right. It's peace, and you could you can be resting while you're working, right. because because it's it's you know actually um, Buddha Buddha's last words uh, on his deathbed were strive without ceasing. Wow, that sounds awful, H- horrible. Uh, Jesus's last words on the cross were, were "It is finished." Yeah, He's, he did all the striving. For <laughs> he did us. all the striving. He 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 was a he, he was rejected by God. He 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 took it all upon himself. It is finished. Well, you know, my yeah. friend Jenny uh, Donnelly, who's the you know she's an amazing woman of God, but she's very very you know they have a health and wellness business yes. and she's gifted and she does a lot of exercise. But she does this for a while. She was doing this bike ride where these people would dial in every week and they would they would do enormous amounts of you know they turn the pressure up and yeah. they would do they would get into a rhythm and they sh- they learned to do the exercise from a place of rest and it was amazing That's what awesome. your body could do when you when you got out of the striving I've got to do this yeah. exercise into a place of I'm just trusting God I'm thinking and you're just doing it out of a place of rest and then your body can go to heights that concept really works in anything well it's like it, it, uh, um well we, we we just had a you know my wife had a baby seven months ago uh, uh and and she she it was amazing you know uh that they they tell you whenever you're you're having contractions to to relax. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, how do you I mean, do like, that? how do you do that? It's like it's so counterintuitive when you're having a contraction, or at least I would imagine, you know. And, <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, ladies. Um, uh, but but it's like, it, but it, it's amazing that they they know if you if you will if you they they they, they, they told her to like lean into the contraction, just let it happen. Yeah, accept just don't it. fight it. Don't fight it. Yeah. And it's it's the same thing. It, 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 your body begins to work for you, and so so many times we fight things. And if we'll just rest and relax, we'll actually. Uh, and it's the same thing when we're around people, trying to impress people, you know, trying to you know be original and smart. You know, the the smartest, most original people are the people who aren't trying. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and you'll find if you'll just be yourself around people, it's like you know uh, people will like you more. Yeah, you know? that's true. <laughs> so, and you'll have a lot more fun with whatever you're doing, whether they exact, like you or not. That's exactly right. It's I, rest. Um, we 
in Texas, uh, it's been maybe a year and a half, two years ago, we had a really bad storm. And uh, it it hit Wimberley, the Wimberley yep. area, and people were not ready for it and the rising water, and it took, you know, hundreds of homes out and people were killed. But some there's lots of people that survived it, but one of the persons, one of the people that survived it said that they had read that when you're in something like that, you just lay back in the water and just let it take you instead that's of just a, trying to fight. Yeah. And that's what they did. They just laid back. Now, they were beat up. It's your only hurt. hope. Yeah, but they laid back and they didn't drown and they were able to make it through it. And I thought there's a concept wow. there. When you're in a storm... When you're in a storm or when the enemy comes in like a flood, we got to lay back in the arms of Jesus. Yes. We've got to lay back and let God take care of That's us. So, if we so fight good. it, if we strive, we're going to get hurt worse. They, they, they tell surfers to do that when they get caught in an undertoes to, to not try to swim out of it. What are you supposed to do? They, 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 they say to just kind of let, let, let it take you back. Uh-huh. And and kind of just rest in it, and then w- once it's over, then then kind of swim up. Wow. wow, you know, and and so the same thing. Like we expend so much energy trying to get through life, and and if we'll just rely on God and rest and just trust Him, He knows our future. He says, you know, I I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you. Plans of uh, uh, I want to give you a future and a hope, and just rest, reminding yourself, God, you know, you know the the the, the best path for me, and and. There's I no watched this today. To uh, it was it was actually I thought about it two or three times after it happened. Um, Callie Ann, my baby, my grand one of my grandchildren, uh, Andy, uh, Andy Edwards. She saw Andy, and Andy uh, scooped her up, and she laughed. It was the most amazing thing. She laughed with the most uh, assurance that she was in safety. Yeah, she and it was so it was amazing. It was like it, it caught my attention, and then he laughed at her. Yeah, and I I thought about that later. She knew that she was in the arms of somebody to protect her. Yes, she was totally relaxed and trusting in the strength of his arms. Yes, and she was enjoying the facial expression. She was enjoying his attention. Yes, you know yeah. he's good with kids. And the Lord said, if you'll just get into my arms, wow. you can trust the strength of my arms. Wow. And if you'll behold my face, I'll bring joy to you that you can't even imagine. Yeah. But I need you to trust the strength yeah. of my arms. There's a lesson there. Yeah, that, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, you talked about Samson, and I'd yeah. like for you to go back and revisit that because that was powerful. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was thinking about him, you know, in this whole, this whole message of... Uh, I will always need Jesus, you know. I, I think of Samson's story, you know, a lot of times we look at, look at Samson's story as a story of sin and failure and distraction, which of course it is. Yeah. Um, but but really, ultimately, it's a story about a man forgetting that he needed God. Yeah. You know, and and forgetting that everything good in his life came from God and the covenant he had with him. Of course, his covenant not to cut his hair. And uh, we know the story, you know, uh, he he gets distracted. He 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 begins to depend on Delilah more than he's depending on God, and you know he goes into captivity. They gouge out his eyes, uh, loses his strength, uh, loses his anointing. Um, but s- something amazing happens at the end of his life, uh, and I, it, that story has always kind of blown my mind. That the fact that in that palace, in that that huge banquet that they let him into, right? Why would they let him in? You know, because I mean, basically the guy was. Yeah, that they had uh, taken him into captivity, but he still could have been dangerous. You know, 
Like they, he had this, this man had done things they had never seen a human do before. Like he was a weapon of mass destruction, right. you know. And uh, he's not one you want to invite to your dinner party if he's an enemy. That's exactly right. And and well, well, of course, the reason they brought him in there was to make fun of him, you know, because he was a pitiful sight to behold. I mean, his he they gouged his eyes out. He had scars on his face, and uh, he was, you know, probably looked like a a, 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 a shadow of, of what he was. Right. They actually brought him in to mock him. And so uh, I, I just felt the Lord say, you know, his scars were, were, was the t- were, were the ticket to the party. You know, wow. it's it's what gave him entrance into that party. And what's amazing, he got in there and and he he lifted his heart to God and he said, "One more time, Lord, one more time," <laughs> and 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 God anointed him and he poured out his life in one yes. final act for God, yes. remembering, he, basically just saying, "God." I'm sorry I forgot I needed you. Yeah. You know, and and what's so cool is is that that God, you know, sometimes, you know, we've messed up, we failed, and we we carry the scars and the consequences of it, you know? But in the kingdom scars uh, become beautiful things. Yeah. You know, uh, they're, the, they're the invitation to the party. They they're the invitation to party. Your scars will actually get you into places that 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 some people can't get into. Yeah. And, and and God will use you like He did Samson. By the way, Jesus still has his scars. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, and uh, uh, he's he's seated at the right hand of the Father. So so you know, just always relying on Him, and and he, He'll make something beautiful of your life. What's so amazing is we think about Samson. He's there at that party. They brought him to mock him, but in that final episode of his life, yeah. The Bible says he did more destruction to the enemy than the whole of his life. Yes. He wiped out the government structure, completely wiped them out. And, and so many times we hate ourselves for wasted time. We look back on our life. That's that's one of the biggest things we hate ourselves for, wasted time. We look back, oh, wasted so many years. I should have done this. I should have done that. I'm sure Samson around that wheel going, all these years I've wasted in captivity. But you know what? God... Made God made time. You know, he made it all up in one moment. You know, God, if, if you spend your life running from God and you return to him in the last moments, he can do more in, in five minutes than, than, than we can do in years of striving. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. You know, um, I will always need Jesus. Yeah. And everybody listening to us will always need Jesus. It's just really, it's as simple as just relationship. Yes, it's as simple. A friend of mine uh, in Kansas City, Jim Waggy, you know him. Yeah, he uh, recently, I think he he does it once a year. He goes to a place. Uh, it's actually a place like a Catholic temple where monks are. Yeah, you know, priests hang out, and That's they awesome. he goes with a couple of his buddies, and they just spend a couple of days, and they have this place, and they go, and they just pray, and they have solitude, and they, awesome. you know, just hear the voice of the Lord. And, uh, but really, like you said, it really should be something we strive to do every day. And we, it doesn't necessarily mean we have to completely cease yep. from work. Yep. Now, we do need to cease from work once a yes, week. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there is there is a time for yep. a ceasing of work. For play and, and Yes, yes. Yeah. But, but there, this Sabbath, this thing called rest, this thing called contemplation, this thing, this, this thing that I would call connecting with the Father, connecting with Jesus, uh, on a daily basis is really the lifeline to a flourishing soul. Yes. To a healed soul. To, you know, I know as many Christians that struggle with addiction. Yeah. I, I hate to say it as I do sometimes people that are non-Christians. Yeah. 
So, and that's, and that, and I really believe the plight is our, our lack of connecting with the Father on a daily yes. basis. It, it's, it's why we were made. It's absolutely why we're made. We're going to take a few minutes and we're going to listen to a song called Multiplied. It's an amazing worship song. And then we're going to come back and we're going to pray for you and uh, tell you some things we've got going on. Love you so much. Your love is like radiant diamonds bursting inside us. We cannot contain Your love will surely come find us Like blazing wildfire Singing your name God of Blah. 
I want to invite everybody to go to our warrior-chicks.com. There's a blog there uh, that Jack has written called I Will Always Need Jesus. And then also it's going to be on jackmaureen.com. So that if you want to, you know, have all the notes and detail about this, what we've discussed today, this has been an amazing program. Um, It's really a revelation that the Lord has... (laughs) I guess that's why it spoke to me so much is the Lord has really caused me and and to really understand that no much no matter how much I know about Jesus and know of Jesus and know the word and and know all the concepts and the lingo and the Christianese I will always need a daily relationship with Jesus. I can't do this on my own, and I I really love this. I want to invite y'all out also. uh, We're having our next Warrior Chicks event September 8th, and Becky Thompson's going to be with us. She's a mighty woman of God. Pastor Cindy had the opportunity of ministering with her in Oklahoma in an event. She's, She's just a bright light. You will be so blessed uh september the 8th uh 7 p.m at uh celebration of life church in baytown you can get on warrior-chicks.com and and pull that event up and see everything that we've got going um jack let's go back and i would just like for you to take a few minutes and just pray for our radio listeners that god would just encourage them and that they would just really trust and and allow jesus to be their everything every day Yes. Uh, God, I just thank you, Lord, for this this time. And uh, Lord, what a privilege privilege it is to uh, talk about you. And, and uh, I, I remember the scripture, Malachi 3.16, I believe it is, that says that, that you actually record it uh, in, in, your, uh, in heaven when you, when you hear people talking about you. And so you're listening to us. And, and we just thank you that you're with us uh, wherever we are right now, whether we're in a car, God, or at our house, or doing... Uh, errands. God, you are with us. You'll never leave us or forsake us. God, I pray that you would just help us to rest, uh, no matter who we are or kind of what uh, job we have, whether we work in the marketplace or we're a stay-at-home mom. Or Lord, uh, that that we would learn how to rest and trust in you. Yeah. That, that, that we would really um, accept the fact that we're on a very long journey. Yes. And, and, and to not uh, worry about and fret over, uh, you know, what kind of person we're going to be ten years from now, or you know, getting better or getting getting thinner, or or looking this way or that way. God, I I, I pray that we would not strive in those things, but we would rest in who you are, and it's through your grace that we become better, that we are changed. And I pray that you'd help. I I I I know that. There's things in our eyes we want to see happen so bad, changes we want to see happen, and that's so good, God. You want them more than we do. You care about these things more than we do, and I just thank you that you know exactly what we need and the help we need, and our only hope for changing, our only hope for becoming better, becoming more like you, is to fall on your grace. So just pray that your grace would just overwhelm people right now listening, Lord, that they would feel your presence, Lord, they would seek after you. As Callie was saying, God, that that, that just during the day, they'd lift their hearts to you. They would yes. think upon you. They would rest in you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you'd raise up uh, a, a, a people, God, raise up a generation, God, in your church who are just people of radical peace yes. uh, and, and who aren't swayed by the things of the world, God, yes. who have confidence in you. 
who know that it is finished. The war has been won, yes. and we are fighting now uh, from that victory, God. Lord, help us to fight from your victory yes. and, and from a place of rest. And you know, I just think that, that, that there are world changers listening to this this yes. uh, this this episode right now, God. There's, there's people who are going to change the world that they live in, God. And I, I thank you for what they're called to do, that you would just release them and open the doors that, that need to be opened, God. Close the doors that need to be closed, yes. God. Protect our hearts, God, from things that distract us, God, and, and things that, that pull us away from you, Lord. Like, like Samson, God, that I pray that we never forget that we need you. Yes. We never forget that we need you, God. Help us today. Lord, I just thank you for this uh, listening audience. I pray your peace. Lord, I thank you that we're going to have a heightened desire to always need you and yes. know you on a daily basis. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor. I pray blessings over BPN Radio. I pray blessings over Dale Gentry. I pray blessings over this ministry. And Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. We'll see you next week. For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.